Hey guys, welcome to the shit show of my 20s. I'm so excited that you guys are here. My name's Sophia. I started this podcast in the beginning of April and I got furloughed at the end of March. And quite honestly, it was so hard for me to comprehend and deal with that. I was like, I have two choices right now. I can start the podcast that I've always wanted to start or I can let this really deter me and start emotional eating and just sit on the couch and do nothing. And I decided to go with the first choice. And I'm so glad that I did because I've got to meet so many inspiring people from all over the world. And I hope that you guys see yourselves in some of these stories because I've just been having so much fun. This has been lighting me up so much. And I'm really glad that I put myself out there and decided to start it. You know, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to start it. And I'm so glad that I just did that. And I know as an introvert, it's been pretty hard to like put myself out there, talk in front of a camera, talk to all these people I don't know. But I feel like this has been such a growing experience for me. And I feel like I need to share that with you guys because maybe there's something in your life that excites you but kind of scares you at the same time. And maybe it's time to step into that. Today's guest is Shishima. I love chatting with her. So Shishima is actually Lauren, but Lauren created this new identity as Shishima to really step out there as a singer, as a songwriter, and just really embody that new identity. And we go into her writing process, how she comes up with her songs, the stories behind them, and what it was like to hit the Billboard charts, how she's learning to celebrate success, and shadow work she's been doing recently and so much more so let's get started so thank you so much Shimshia, for joining me today i'm really looking forward to getting to know you i'd love to know about your story your background how'd you get to the place you're at right now oh thank you i'm so excited to be here this is going to be really fun awesome so have you always been a singer what did your journey look like into singing my journey has lots of ups and downs it is I was not always a singer. It was my life. I was not a singer, which is different. I think a lot of people, they identify as a singer their whole life. But for me, I was a classical pianist growing up and I was never the singer in the family. I always had like this kind of deep voice, didn't really know how to use it. My sister of all like was was a beautiful singer. And so she was always the singer and I was always the piano player. And as I just transitioned into playing in bands and being in mostly like indie rock bands and then deciding I really wanted to go out on my own. I had to, I had to learn how to sing, but I also had to realize that I knew how to sing and trust myself. That, that was the thing that, that was really lacking. I, I had been told subtly my whole life that I wasn't a singer and myself, I told myself the same thing. And I finally, I found this amazing vocal coach. Her name is Terry Dans. She's in LA and she's incredible. She helped change my voice. But in addition to that, I had to really change my identity around who I was as a singer. And that without that, I wouldn't have been able to be a singer. And she, did she really help like install the belief in you that you could be a singer too? She, she did, especially from like, I feel like there were two parts of it. There's always like the practical part of it, the, okay, how do I do it? And Terry, unlike many other singing teachers that I've encountered or teachers of anything, really gave me such and continues to give me really practical things to do to help me and realize that it was possible. That was really big. But the belief side, I actually was from someone else. My best friend, Josie Spinardi is this amazing. She's an author and a neuroscientist. And she 
asked me one day, she's like, Lauren, you realize that all this, like telling yourself, I'm not a singer. Am I a singer? Actually, it was the question. That's what she pointed out. I was questioning. I was always like, am I a singer? Am I a singer? Can I do this? Can I do this? And she said, that's holding you back. And a light bulb went off. And I was like, oh, I'm holding myself back from being a singer. This is me telling myself I'm not a singer. And that's when, honestly, at that point, it was the coolest thing. It really just like changed. It went from, am I a singer? To, I'm a singer. And my voice got better so quickly. It's crazy how much it changed once I had that belief and the practical side. I needed both. And do you think, Saint, do you think that's like a natural gift that people have? Or do you think that's something that people can work on and like develop a voice? Or do you think it's just something you naturally have? I personally think almost everything in life is a skill that can be developed. I, I do think there's an element of, okay, are you going to be good enough to be in this very, very, very elite, right? Like, I could never play in the NBA. Like, I know that, that I don't have those type of skills to be an elite athlete like that. But if I had started at three years old with a basketball on my hand, I bet you I'd be a pretty good basketball player. And, and I think we so often tell ourselves that things are permanent, that I can't, I'm not a good public speaker, so I can never public speak, or I'm not a good, I don't know, any of those things when really they're all skills or I don't have stage stage presence. I think some people tell themselves they don't have stage presence or they don't have uh, interpersonal skills or don't know how to think on their feet quickly. And I think those are all skills that we can all develop if we want to. And if we only if we want to. And are there any singers that really inspired you? Oh, there's so many singers that inspire me. I, I mean, Aretha is probably my favorite to listen to to analyze, to really like think about what she's doing. Whitney, Ariana, I mean, any of, any of the first name only, right? They're all incredible. But then also like people like a Bob Dylan who has a quote unquote terrible voice, but who brings so much of himself in it. Or there's something, there's something about his voice that comes across in such a beautiful way that it's not about, it's not about his vocal skills it's about who he is when he sings and I don't think we can discount that either and did you ever have any learning beliefs around performing and like stepping out on stage and stepping out with your music and just really like letting yourself be out there oh my gosh of course I I really I once had a mentor who told me he's he told me there's something that has stuck with me he's like Lauren if you're not nervous that means that means you don't care. It means you don't, that means, that means you have to pack it in and go do something else because there has to be a little bit of that hunger or that push and pull. And that, it doesn't have to be nervous in the way we think of nervous. I'm not saying that like I have to be like paralyzed, but there has to be an element of, oh, I'm pushing myself, right? Like I'm, I'm creating this thing. I'm, I think there's a reason why birth hurts. Like it's not just, pop, here's a baby. It's, it's a process. And I, I do, I, I, I always think, can I do this? Is this how I want to do it? Is this the right way to do this? All those questions always come up with any sort of performance or anything. And again, I, I keep telling myself it's a skill. It's a skill. And every time you look for feedback and how do I get better that I, I don't know if you know the Dolly Parton podcast. What's it called? Dolly's America, I think it's called. It's by Jad Abumrad, the Radiolab 
host? No, I haven't listened to it. It's so good. Because Dolly, Dolly Parton, she's someone who super inspires me. But there's a story about how when she first went on a television show, it was her her big break was getting on this television show. And she wasn't used to being on television. It was just Dolly from like small town type of thing. And she would have to, she would watch every show. And her co-host would do that. And I think at first, I think she was a little nervous. I don't know if I'm getting the story right. But she always watched for feedback and she'd watch to, 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 how does she get better? How does she get better? How does she get better? Dolly, Dolly was created. Dolly, Dolly was born, of course, but Dolly was also created by Dolly. And what was the, what was your first time performing like? And what stage were you on? What song were you singing? So you take us into that experience. Yeah. I mean, I've been performing my whole life. And so in some level, it's just, it's just so in me, but the first time I performed as Shimshia was at a club called Bo in San Francisco. And it was part of this amazing drag show they have on Sundays. It's called Big Top Sundays. And I got to just perform two songs as part of the show. And it was so much fun. I just stepped into myself and went out there. And for me, the second I get on stage, I get this like, there's a little transformation that happens. And I, I become Shimshia, not Lauren, to be honest with you. It's, it's, it's almost like someone else is up there. And it was really fun because the crowd was huge. It was packed. I got to like make eye contact with a lot of different people in the crowd and really like draw that out. And people were very generous and very like into it. And it was, it's a really friendly crowd and it was just so much fun. And also being alongside their amazing performers, that's really high level talent. And that just, it was really an honor. It was very cool. And can you go into the story of like, how did you create Shimshia? And like how Shimshia is different than Lauren? And like, just like the identity shifts that you've been making to create Shimshia? Yeah, that's an, a really good question. I, I have been in bands a lot of my life. And so being a solo performer was something different for me. And I, I miss the band identity like as part of a band it's like without having a podcast right you have a brand you kind of have a and I sometimes don't like to use the word brand in terms of art but it's I don't know how else to say it it's like a box right like you put some labels around what you're doing so that people can understand who you are and that's what I wanted to do with Shimshia because I wanted to create a person where people could understand who I am and what I stand for and what I what how I perform who I am and so I created the person that, that I wanted to be in my wildest dreams. That's honestly, that's how I looked at it. I was like, in my wildest dreams, what would it be? And Shimshia is super confident, is says what's on her mind, does, cares about people deeply, says those things in honestly a really loving and honest way, dresses really cool in my opinion, like kind of spacey outfits that are really fun to put on and just makes people have fun and doesn't care about what people think. And so when I put that identity on, that makes it also so much more fun to write, to sing, to perform, all those things that I love to do. And what advice would you give someone who's maybe trying to create their shimshia? <laughs> I actually got some great advice about about that recently that I I don't I didn't do when I created shimshia, but I think I did without realizing it which is what are the parts of myself that I a little bit hide? Like, what are the parts that if people didn't know that I'd be almost a little embarrassed to let people know? 
because that's when, if I put those out there for people, that's when people see my authentic me. And that's when I'm a magnet. Like I'm a magnet to authentic. When someone's authentic, I just want to be around them. It, and, and it's also like we just said, like there's a box around it. There's, there's limits. So we know what someone actually, who someone actually is. And to the extent anyone can figure out, okay, what are the parts of me that I'm either a little embarrassed to show or not sure if people are going to like, like for me, one of those is actually being really nerdy. You know, I'm, I like to read poetry. I like to, every now and then I read a research study, you know, like I feel like a nerd and I don't, I don't, I don't know if she is a nerd. I actually don't think she, she probably, maybe she is because she's me too. Right. But I didn't, she wasn't originally when I put her together, but then again, she's wearing space outfits. I don't know if you guys have seen, but I wear like all these spacey outfits. And so maybe the space, the space element is the nerd element. I didn't even think about that till now. But if I show my nerd side, you know who I am. And I don't, I think you probably are maybe a little bit more interested, even if I'm, even if you're not a nerd, even if you're not into that, you're like, oh, I get this. I get this person. She's got a little nerd in her, even though she likes lipstick and blonde hair. So. And what's your writing process like? How long does it take you to like write a song? What do you do to really put a song together? Where do you tap into like your inspiration to? Writing can happen for me in a lot of different ways. I mean, sometimes it's, sometimes the best songs just come out and that's incredible when that happens. And I'm just sitting at the piano and I think of something and get a cool line and, and then I've got a chorus and then I'm always editing. Like, it's never that like, oh, I write a whole song and that's the end. It's, I wrote a song and that happens, but that happens pretty infrequently. What instead happens for me is I like, I'll have a theme or something I want to write about, something I want to say, and then I'll try to kind of get a couple words down about it. And then I'll go to the piano and write try to put it a little bit together and I'll let that go and I'll come back to it the next day. You know, it's just, it's, it's not always a fast process. It can be slow. It can be fast if I need it to be fast, but the way I like to write and especially these days is more like a little bit, a little bit every day, just adding. And I've actually been writing better songs the slower I go lately, which has been strange. It used to be that it, the faster it came, the better it was. Now the slower I go and not too slow, obviously, but the slower I go, the better the songs are. And the more thought I have in them, the more developed they get, the more editing I can do in between to make them really tight, like make sense. My problem when I write is that I often try to put a lot into a little bit when keeping it a little bit simpler is, is often, it's easier for people to understand. And do you have a favorite song? That's like choosing children. I, Yeah, I mean, though I do have my unfavorite songs that I've written for sure. But I honestly, right now, I think the song that I'm the most proud of that is one that I just released a couple of weeks ago. It's called Anywhere But Here. I'm actually filming a music video for it next week, which I'm really excited about. And it's a song I wrote. I wrote about, I actually wrote it about leaving Buffalo. I grew up in Buffalo. And when I was a kid, when I was like 16, God, I needed to get out. I was like so angsty. And honestly, I had a lot of, I had a lot of hidden anger. I had a lot of, still have it, but back then I had a lot of anger that I think I repressed and that I, 
And then I put on this really beautiful town and all this beautiful, this beautiful community that I like directed towards them because I didn't know where else to direct it. And it was one of those things where I was angry. I'm not sure why, and I'm not sure who at, but I don't think it was at them, but I wanted to leave so bad. And so the song is anywhere, but here it's, I can't control myself no longer push me down and I get stronger. One more second. Uh, I'll be anywhere, but here, anywhere, but here. And it's, it's about just getting F out. And I'm, I am, I'm really proud of that song because it, it means a lot to me. It, it, I can tap into that emotion really easily. (laughs) And I like the way it sounds too. And where do you get, do you get inspiration from like everything? Do you get inspiration from your relationships, from your childhood? Is there any particular area that you like to go into? Anything that's your favorite? Or do you just kind of take inspiration from everywhere? I mean, I definitely take inspiration from everywhere. And, but because there's, there is enough around and I am always trying to look for it. And every now and then someone will say something. And I'll be like, oh, that's perfect. And then I'll forget it like an hour later. And I wish I wrote it, wrote it down. But I, I often try to write from my 17, 16-year-old self because me at 16 and 17, I in some ways I feel like was like the best part of me, which I'm kind of surprised to say that now because I part of me would not want to go back. It's, but I was so full of creativity and hope and also so much emotion. Like I said, like the anger, the deep desire for things, the like, everything was just heightened. And I can so go back to that moment or any of those moments in my room at that age. And like, what do I, what would I want to say right now? And that's, that's how like Anywhere But Here was born. A lot of my other songs were born for exactly that. What would I, what would, what am I pacing up and down my room saying to myself and then leaving my room and having a nice pretty smile on and pretending that I wasn't pacing around angsty about, uh, I don't know. I was in some ways two different people in that sense back then. And I want to let that other side out. What was it like hearing the news that you've been, you hit the billboard charts? What was that like for you? Okay. That was, that was insane. I mean, I was so, gosh, I was so excited and so proud. And so like all of those things, but at the same time, I, it didn't sink in. Like I, when really good things happen to me, or have happened to me, I should, I should talk in the past tense because I want this to change for the future. But like when really good things happen to me, it's hard to like get them into my body, like make them feel like they're actually part of me. It's more like, oh, like in some ways it was actually kind of like, oh, Shimshia made it into the top, top 20 of the Billboard Dance Club charts. Cool. Like, that's great. Good for her. Not I did it. Or it was like, well, it's only because I got these amazing people like Dave Day remixed my track and Dave Day is fucking incredible. I'm sorry, I'm FM knowledge swear. He was incredible. And like he and and so I'm like, well of course it got to there because Dave Day did this. Well, Dave Day wouldn't have done it if it wasn't a good track. Okay. Like, you know, I but I it's tough for me to own those successes a lot of times. And what are you gonna start doing differently so that you start owning your successes? Well one of the things so the producer I work with a lot, his name is Curry. He's amazing. He's brilliant. And he's produced all my songs that are out. When I hit Billboard, he was like, we have to go celebrate. And I was like, okay, fine. 
He's like, no, Lauren, we have to go celebrate. Okay. And he was totally right. And even that night, I was with Ted and his wife, who are very close friends of mine. I was with Terry, my vocal coach. And like, it was so easy. Like, these are people that I am so comfortable around, but I still was having a hard time celebrating. And I think next time I'm, I'm going to let myself appreciate it more and, and understand it more. Cause honestly, it, it took, I, I stole joy from myself. Like, why did I do that? I didn't need to. So I'm really grateful that I, I'm grateful that he pushed me to do that. I'm grateful that it wasn't as much fun as it could have been. And I'm grateful that I want it to be something different in the future. And hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to do that. And if there is one thing that you really want people to take away from your music, what would it be? The thing I really want people to take away is how much everything we are and everything we're feeling is okay. I'm angry at 17 in my room wanting to get out of Buffalo. That's okay. Like I pushed that down for so long that it hurt me. And instead I could have, I could have expressed that at least to myself in a safe way. And that's what that's the thing I, I want people to, to just feel safe in order to be themselves and, and take a look and see what's actually going on. And what advice would you give someone who wants to put their music out there? Mm. I got the best advice from an Uber driver. <laughs> I swear. I was one day, I was just in an Uber and I didn't tell him I was a musician or anything. And we were just chatting. And I was kind of, it was one of those days. I don't know if you have these days. Tell me, like, some days I'm like, ah, I'm on top of the world. I'm amazing. I'm Shimshi. I'm a pop star. I'm this and this, you know? And then the next day I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why did I do this? Is this really happening? Am I silly? I'm so stupid. Like, you know, just doubting things. And it was one of those days. And I did not tell him because of course I had my smile on and was like, hi, I'm great. Hi. And he was talking about his own music career. And I was like, that's weird. And he was talking about how he, the only reason he failed is because he quit. And he wished he didn't quit. And it was like the best gift I could have ever gotten from the universe. I wasn't thinking about quitting, to be honest. But you know, when you get to those places when you're like, you actually kind of think about it, even though you know you're not going to do it. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's so right. And ever since then, every day I'm like this, or I'm like that. I think to myself, well, am I really going to? No, Lauren, you're not going to quit. That's the only way to fail. It's the only way to fail. What are the chances that you get an Uber driver who quit? right what are the chances it's such a beautiful (laughs) from the universe I mean I that's the one thing I've noticed that the more I put myself out there the more the universe is kind of protecting me or giving me signs or all of those things and how it's really cool I think it's I don't has that been your experience with podcasting because it seems like you just started this you said you've always wanted to do it right and Mm -hmm. you started it and now you're like, I think I'm number 90 and you're doing great. You're out there. Like what's, has that been a, can you relate to that kind of? Yeah. Well, I actually got, when you said that about not wanting, like kind of doubting yourself, I kind of thought about when I got my first one star review mm. and that totally made me relate to that. Cause I was thinking like, should I really do this anymore? Like if one person doesn't like it, is it worth doing? Mm. Cause this one person doesn't like it, even though they didn't leave a comment, they just left a one star review. Still I saw it and I was like, is it still worth it to me? You know? Mm-hmm. So I definitely went through that whole, like, 
like going back and forth. And I had an interview 30 minutes later after I looked at that. Oh, gosh. So I was like, okay, <laughs> I have this interview in 30 minutes. I really don't want to bring this energy of this one star review yeah. into my interview. Uh -huh. And I'm not going to cancel on her because she seems pretty cool. She sent me a voice message and everything. I'm not going to cancel on her. I'm just going to shelf this for now. Yeah. I'll come back to it later mm -hmm. and just kind of go over there. And I was talking to her and she had a similar story to mine. And I was just like, really present in the interview mm. like you know I've never had anyone ask me like these deep questions before and really make me reflect wow like you really made me reflect and I really enjoyed this and I was like you didn't know how much I needed to hear that today. wow <laughs> I, told her, I told her about it afterwards like I told her about yeah. it after the interview and she's like I didn't know you were thinking about that 30 minutes before I didn't know that wow. you were going to do that today but Talk about the universe giving you exactly what you needed, right? Like, what a great sign. Keep exactly. going. Exactly. Wow, that's incredible. Huh. And have you always, like, believed in the universe? Have you had, like, a certain experience? Like, what was your intro to that? Uh, I, it's, it's gone up and down. I mean, I was 16, and my mom handed me this book uh, that's kind of like one of the, from the 70s, called Creative Visualization by Shakti Gowan. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right, but it's kind of one of the early books from the seventies about manifestation and creative visualization and all that. And so I kind of, it's always been in there in my consciousness, but it's taken a, a little bit of time for me to realize how much it really works and how much it's not just positive thinking too. Like how much it's, it is the changing identity. Like the, we were talking about earlier with the, am I a singer? Or am I not a singer? I could sit there and look in the mirror and tell myself, I'm a singer, I'm a singer, I'm a singer. And I don't think that would have ever worked personally, but it's getting it into my body and being like, oh, I'm a singer. And then also knowing how much me telling myself I'm not a singer is hurting me. And like, it's the same, I, I kind of, I don't know if this makes sense, but it's kind of similar to your one-star review. Like, I always think those one-star reviews are great, are a great sign. Like, bring on the hate. Like, if no one's, hate means people are listening and means I can do, there's something to, there's something to do. There's something to go with and not everyone's going to like me. And you know what? That's cool. Like, I don't, if I, if everyone likes me, I think I'm doing something wrong. I'm real. I finally realized, starting to realize that. I mean, as I'm saying that out loud, I'm like, well, it'd be nice if everyone liked me. <laughs> like, like, please don't bring on that much hate. But I know intellectually that that's not how it works. And so I, I think it's a journey for everyone to kind of figure out, for anyone to figure out if they're interested, like exactly how do they get into the belief of the universe, the belief of, of us having our own power over it. No, I think there's a path for everyone in there. And what really started your personal development journey? What was your catalyst? Oh, I've always, I'm just like a light, I'm a lifelong learner. I'm one of those people that's like always reading a new book, always finding a new person to listen to their podcast, listen to their coaching or whatever and learn as much as I possibly can. So, I mean, it's been a long, it's just, it's just always changed. I've, I find I've kind of gone into different like schools of thought and then I take little bits and pieces from people and then I'll often go back to the same people. Like I was actually just talking about this with a friend, Joe Dispenza. I don't know. Do you know Joe Dispenza? Mm -hmm. But like when I first read his stuff, I was like, it doesn't make sense to me. I can't understand it. I don't get it. Like I get that he's smart and I understand what he's saying kind of, but I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't put it together. 
And then recently I started watching his, his show on Gaia. He's got a show on television. It's like a streaming service on Gaia. And I was watching that. And even though it still wasn't making sense to me in the same way, it triggered something in me that I think I was able to finally put it together based on maybe other stuff I was reading. And I kind of like got it all in one. I started kind of, and now kind of do his meditations on a regular basis. Um, a different version, a little bit slightly different, but it's, for me, it's just the lifelong quest of learning and wanting to get better and, and wanting to create what I want. Like I'm trying to be a musician. This is like not easy, not easy stuff to create. And so I gotta, I gotta figure out how to do it. And what's something lighting you up right now? Mm, Art is lighting me up right now. I've been really into like visual art, which is not something I normally am into because I don't consider myself a, an artist or I hadn't, I still have always loved art, but not done it, like not actually painted or drawn or anything like that. Cause I'm not very good at it, but I've been starting doing it during quarantine. I was like, let me just paint some random stuff. And so now I paint a lot of times when I'm on the phone or I'm doing, or just whatever, I'll just pick up a paintbrush and paint. And they're not, are they brilliant? No, but that's okay. It's just kind of fun. And what's something you're learning right now? Hmm. I think I'm learning humility. I feel like that's always the, I'm learning all the things I don't know, all the places I'm not seeing, the things where I'm holding myself back. I'm realizing that there's so many of those places. I mean, I I feel like I'm always learning that lesson and I keep thinking that there's a bottom. (laughs) They're like, oh, once I figure this one thing out, then I'll have it all figured out. Like, even though I know that's not true, I always hope that that's true. And so yeah, I'm I'm learning that that there's still things that oh there's still things that I can do differently on things that I thought I had totally figured out. Like music in terms of getting all my my music out there, getting my work out there. And obviously there's COVID happening, so things are changing. Well, what if I do try something different or work on something different and realizing the places where I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that because of this. Or I, no, I can't do that because of this. And I'm like, wait, why? Questioning those things every time I'm like, no, or never. Like, wait, why? I had no idea those were in there. Some good, there's some good lessons. What's something most people don't know about you? Mm-hmm. I think something that most people honestly don't know about me is, is that anger side. I never let it out. I never, I'm not, I'm a very, very happy person, very upbeat. I'm always like cheering up all my friends. To be honest, they think, I think they get sick of me at times. And I'm like, it's okay. You just got broken up with. Think about all the great things that are going to happen on the other end. It's really annoying. But I think I do have a darkness in me that I'm starting to explore. I've been working on shadow work. I don't know if you've gotten into any shadow work or anything like that. And realizing all the places I do have anger and that it's okay to express it. And that anger scares me but I can, I can, I can let it out because why, why repress it? I don't know if that makes any sense. I'm happy to go more into that. If that, if you, have you had a similar experience with something like that? I've actually, I've heard about shadow work. I've never done it before, Yeah, but maybe that's something I need to look into. I think, so I found this one author, her, she's amazing. Her name is Carolyn Elliott and she's kind of, she's a, she's got her PhD. I'm not sure the other one what, and she's also in like the witchy community. And it's all about recognizing your shadow and embracing it. So recognizing those parts of ourselves that we try to hide and embracing it because it's the, the more we resist something, the more it persists. So if we, 
if we actually embrace all parts of ourselves, what's available. And so it's almost, it's like a, it's really cool. Her work is so cool in that it's both like witchy, alchemical, new agey, manifesty kind of stuff, but then Jungian psychology and very practical. And it's like, she has practical practices, like a, a meditation around that, that you do and it shifts things. And I've, I discovered her work, honestly, only maybe eight months ago, 10 months ago. And it's, it's been really profound for me, really, really profound because it's fa- I found places in myself I didn't really know existed. And can you go into embracing anger? Mm, yeah. I'm still working on that. I, I think I, I really deep down, I think I've, I've repressed anger about, and just frustration about, I don't even know what it's about. Like, I don't think it's one of those things where it's like, oh, this, this one terrible thing happened. And so I'm angry about this. It's more like, this frustrates me, this frustrates me, this frustrates me and something about it. And I have anger about it that I've never, that I never even recognized. And I know for me, when I ever time, anytime I try to express it, I, even if it's like in a text message, like I'll, my friend Josie, I'll text her and I'll say, Oh God, I'm feeling angry. Cause we work on this together. Like we're, and so I'll text her. I'm feeling really angry. And about this, and I know it like it stops like at my head. I don't, I don't feel it in my body. My body's kind of numb. I, I don't, I don't fully process it. It's like there's something stopping me from fully processing it. And that's one of the things I'm, I'm currently working on is working on letting it, letting it all, letting it all in so I can process it and let it, let it out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still working through it so much that like, I don't even, <laughs> I have a hard time even talking about it because it's like so deep inside that I, I kind of don't even know what I'm saying, if that makes sense. And if you had one minute right now to give a speech on anything, what would you want to talk about? Oh gosh. I, there's so many options. I could get on a soapbox about so many things like loving each other, being nice to each other, accepting accepting that we all have shit. Like we all have parts of ourselves that aren't fully developed, aren't great, aren't really, you know, the highest versions of ourselves. And the more we accept that in ourselves and accept that in each other, the less we judge each other. I mean, that's, that's a lot, (laughs) but I think we could all be so kind and so wonderful to each other, but it starts with ourselves and being kind and kind to ourselves. And if we can't be kind with ourselves, then we can't be, we can't be loving and accepting towards someone else. That's what it would, that's what it would be about. If you can go back in time and talk to your 20 year old self, what would you tell her? <laughs> oh, sweetie. I mean, yeah, that was, that was a really rough, that was 20 was actually probably one of the roughest years of my life. And I would just say, it's okay. It gets better. This is not permanent. And this is a great time to be exploring who you are, not trying to define who you are. That's, and not judging everything that's going on around you. It's really hard to do, but just honestly, keep doing what you're doing as crazy as it was. Keep doing it, have fun with it and take care of you. At that age, I was, that year, I was really, really, 
I was looking for a lot of validation outside of myself from a lot of people and on all different levels of my life. And, and if I could have just sat, I don't know how I would have been able to, cause I think I had a lot going on, but if I could have just believed in myself a little bit more and, and still kept, kept looking for validation. Like there's no way not to look for validation in those moments. Like that is totally okay. But also being okay with the fact that I was looking for validation and trying to like examine it more. I think that would have been, that would have been useful. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. This was really fun. I, these are really great questions. Really, really great questions. Thank you. Where can people connect with you? Uh, they can find me. Probably the easiest way is on Instagram. It's Shimshia Music, X-I-M-X-I-A Music. My website, shimshia.com, all those places, yeah. I'm on Spotify, all the, all the major streaming services to listen. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'd love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.